Thank you to our sponsor for season two, Punto Space. The contemporary raw space combines capacity with intimacy. Four distinct spaces on three levels encompass more than 3,500 square feet. Custom configurations, a state-of-the-art audio-visual system, and full-service support provide endless possibilities for realizing your creative vision. Welcome to Currency Shift, the podcast where we showcase and share insights from first, only, and the disruptive. These are people who are creating new lanes and carving new paths for women, people of color, and diversity and inclusion. My name is Shade Simone. Let's get started. All right, we have Winston in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on, everyone? Yes. yes. Cheers to you. Cheers, cheers Let's to take you. a little sip. Let's see what this tastes like. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah? Just okay. It's okay? Just yeah. okay. We decided to switch up the champagne today. We had um, a champagne donated. Uh, we're not too fond of it, so we're not going to <laughs> shout out the name, but it shall get us where we need to go on this yes. journey of learning more about Winston Ward. Yes, uh, yes. So do us a favor and tell us a little bit about where you are now. Okay. Uh, well, my name is Winston Ward. I am first a singer-songwriter from the Bronx, New York. Uh, now I run a indie record label based out of the Bronx, New York. Um and with that record label obviously comes a few other business ventures, such as Rods of the Creative, which is a podcasting network, um, which holds um, podcasting uh, for a lot of different um, creatives. Um, there's also Penn State Music Group, which is a writing collective. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Under Sounds of Music, there's a lot of artist management. There's um, studio services, a lot of those things. And they all kind of came from the umbrella of me just loving music. That's the reason why I always start with I'm a singer-songwriter first because that's, you know, where it all started for me. I love it. And I hope everybody caught all his business ventures that he does. Like when, <laughs> when you say you find your passion and it helps afford you a certain lifestyle, like... He has what, like four or five yeah. different yeah. Uh, revenue streams or different interests, yeah. uh, and I love it. So let's take a step back, all the way back, and let's start from the very beginning. Yes. So when you were younger, what were some of your childhood aspirations and dreams? I mean, I think it was always music. It was always singing. I didn't really start to take it serious until high school, um, until I realized that you know it was kind of like a way for me to get girls um, <laughs> I, i'm just being honest i like um, it there there were there was a guy in high school he would go around and sing to all these girls and when i was when i came in as a freshman i was like i was just looking at him like first of all i knew i can sing better than him and it was just yeah. like i can do this you know so <laughs> it kind of started from there you know even though it started like kind of like for vain reasons i kind of like developed like the love and the passion for it but i kind of always had that uh you know inkling for music since i was younger yeah so tell us a little bit about you're from the bronx yes yeah tell us a little bit about that I, I love the bronx i love it so much it's weird a lot of people from the bronx don't really like it or i think anywhere else people don't really like the bronx but i love it so much uh, i actually don't want to move um a lot of people they say hey yeah i'd rather move to the city i'd rather move to like all these other places but i love the bronx and i'm i'm passionate about building it up i'm passionate about working with the people that are in the bronx 
Now, are you the only child? No, 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 no. There's there's seven of us all together. Wow. Yeah. So what was that like growing up in a house household of seven in the Bronx? It was very interesting. Um, I think it having that that family structure kind of molded me into the the person that I am today. It kind of made me. Um, how would you say it made me more willing to just collaborate with with other people because I'm used to having people around me. So, yeah, that's good. So tell us how you move from, you know, you're in a household with seven, like six other siblings, mm-hmm. and then you're going to school and you're seeing the guy winning all the girls because he's right. singing. Right. Like, how did you take that on for yourself and then create something bigger? Like, what was that journey like for you? Well, the journey, to be honest, it started, a lot of it started in church. Mm-hmm. Um, I started out singing um, in church, but that wasn't really for me. Like, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't really like it. It was just mm-hmm. more so like a thing. Like, my mom heard me singing around the house, and she's like, oh, I'm going to put you on the choir. So it was more like out of obligation, like, oh, okay. But when, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I finally got to high school, I finally saw, like, how I can use this, you know, for my own personal benefit. So, um and it's w- kind of weird to say it like that, but um, <laughs> to be honest. But, yeah, yeah. so that's kind of like how that all like manifested into what I'm doing now, which is um, taking something that I've had, you know, forever, but finding my own love and my own passion for it and then turning it into something that um, something that I can use every day. So tell us, from high school, you're now like, okay, I own my voice right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm passionate. I, it's working for me. I'm getting the women. Right. You know, we're just going to assume. <laughs> we're we're getting the women. We're getting all of the attention. Right. You're loving it. Right. Now, when you go off to college, like, what happens there? Oh, man. College was, to be honest, I didn't really sing as much as I wanted to in college. College was just more so just really me being around school. However... In college, I got a lot of different opportunities, a lot of major opportunities to perform um, a lot of places. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say around the world, but nationally, um, I went on. It was like a, a very small college tour. We, we went to Pittsburgh. We went to Detroit, Michigan. Um, and we did some work in Florida as well, too. Um, and. We just well. When I say we, I was in an R and B group. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that R and B group, we uh, we traveled around and we did a lot of a lot of things. And that kind of just exposed me to the um, to the world of R and B. Just the the idea of being I wouldn't say loved, but of kind of like showcasing my talents for people who who never knew me. Because before, like I'm singing for the church, I know all those people. I'm singing at like my regular school, I knew yeah. all those people. But me going on these various different like large stages, it was just like my first taste of that and it was kind of like I got sort of kind of like addicted so yeah <laughs> that's that's awesome it sounds like it was a good addiction though yeah yeah and it was really a way for you to step more into your purpose and really create kind of like an outline for how you want to move forward right would you right. say that yes yeah all right so you're a part of the singing group mm-hmm. you guys are successful you guys are traveling yes when did you like transition to creating your indie label and mm. creating like some of the things that you have now? Okay. Like so, what was that transition like? So I've always wanted to be a songwriter. Um in the R and B group that I was in, um, there was another uh 
songwriter. His name is Gerard. He's actually on my writing collective now. Mm -hmm. But he was the main one who was writing the songs, and I always aspired to be the writer. Um, but obviously that never happened because obviously he was older. So, you know, we trusted him a little bit more. So we gave that to him. Um, what happened is the group actually ended up like breaking up because one of the members moved, um, to a different state. So obviously we couldn't, um, be a group anymore. And then we all just started just doing our own individual things. So the idea for my indie label came after I decided to, you know, start my own solo career. No, um, is this after college or is after still college, after okay. college, after college. So I started my own solo career and I started going to a lot of different music recording studios. As I was doing that, I realized that the engineers that I was working with, they didn't really have the passion that I really wanted. Um, so I learned how to like audio engineer. And then once I took that under my um, once I added that notch to my belt, um, other people started to come to me for audio engineering. And then by that time, I've, I've, I amassed like a whole lot of experience and stuff like that. So a lot of a lot of people were just asking me for different advice and things like that. And I'm just like, that's when the idea came to me. Why not start an indie label? Um, mm-hmm. You have the experience. Um, you have um, the contacts because during during this whole time that I was recording music, I was building my contacts as well, too. Um, so, yeah, it was just more so why not give back all the things that you've learned? Mm. That's really that's really interesting that you speak on the people that you are working with while you were in the studio. You noticed did not have the same level of passion that right. you had around right. it. Talk to us about why that's important. <clears throat> that's so it's so important because you and especially in a in a in a field like music, it's very few of us that actually make it out. Um, and I feel like in order for you to be one of those special people to make it out, you kind of have to have people around you who are as passionate, if not more passionate than you are, because there are going to be ups and they're going to be downs. Mm-hmm. So that passion is going to kind of guide you through, um, those times when, when you're down. Um, I was reading an article the other day and they, um, they were saying that the, the word passion is derived from a Latin word called pain. Mm. Um, well, not call pain, but it was derived from a Latin from a Latin word related to pain, and it, that hit home to me because it's just like things that you're passionate about. You're gonna you're gonna experience pain as you're as you're going through it. Like all of it is not easy, right. so that passion is gonna kind of like bring you through that pain. So, um, yeah, passion is extremely important, and having the right amount of people in your circle who are equally as passionate is ultra important. No, I like that because it's like birds of a feather flock together. Right. right. I was trying to make an analogy <laughs> that worked with birds, but <laughs> I couldn't connect it. Sorry, guys. All right. So I like how you first developed your skill set mm-hmm. with your vocal capabilities. Right. And then you started writing for yourself, right. writing solo. Right. And and then you started to develop a technical right. Uh, right. talent as right. well so now you're like a triple threat right, right. you're a writer you're a producer song right. engineer and a performer that's more than three but you guys get oh. what i'm saying <laughs> some of those fall under technical right. so everything sounds peachy like your journey from start to where you are now but the reality of the situation is nothing you know all that glitters isn't gold right Definitely not. so talk to us more about what you did on those points of struggle like who did you lean on and how did you maintain your mental health around all of that um one thing that i kind of wanted to just speak on 
really quick is the importance of just knowing yourself, Mm -hmm. um, self-awareness, just um, because a lot of the times in those times when things weren't going right, like I felt like alone. And what I had to do is really like sit down and go within and figure out what is causing me to feel this way, what is causing uh, what what are causing these things to happen to me? And then at the end of the day, I realized these things aren't happening because you didn't execute this or you you didn't do this. So it's literally just about um, being accountable for, for yourself and then also just being able to check yourself whenever, you know, things are up or things are down. Just making sure that, you know, things are always just even killed. I like how you said you have to hold yourself accountable yeah. and be able to check yourself. Yeah. That is really, really important. Even on a professional level, right. outside of like whatever you're doing as your side hustle, because uh, a lot of people uh, practice displacement, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like you're yelling and screaming at the job, and it's not even that serious, right. and you don't realize that it's something internal, something personal right. that you're displacing projecting. and right. projecting on right. someone else. Yeah. Right. So I like the fact that you're really. Going into this message, which seems to be the theme this season, is knowing yourself right, and understanding right. yourself, which is good. So even now, mm-hmm. is that some of the same things that you practice? Yes, yes. Because you have a full-time job yes. on top of yes. all of the different ventures. Yes, yes. And it's just like I I need to do that often. Like I practice solitude. Like I need time to to be alone like with my thoughts and everything just to make sure that I am in tune with myself just to make sure that um I'm not overthinking anything or I'm not overanalyzing something because those to me uh those things are the root of uh you know it it causes the bad things to happen for me like when I overthink or overanalyze it's just it takes me away from the the real things that I'm supposed to be, that I'm supposed to be doing which is executing you know yes and you have a lot of things to execute yes, so yes, i commend yes, you yes. for time management yes first of all shout out <laughs> shout out to you for that cuz that is really important so even when it comes to time management mm-hmm. and this kind of goes into the to the bigger piece of currency shift mm-hmm. like our main focus is social currency yes. right so we want people People to understand the importance of it. And for you, it seems like you do. So social currency is building social networks to gain access, influence, resources, and networking in the digital space that affects a person online and offline. And for you, a lot of your business accounts are hitting or are above a thousand and your personal is over seven thousand. So talk to us about how you use social media as far as like influence and how has it empowered you? Um, I I love social media so much. I feel like it is um, a tool that is very underutilized, um, even by myself, because I feel like there are several uh, times where I could be tapping into a much larger audience than I I already have. Um, But I feel like social media is something that I feel like once you con- not I wouldn't say detach from it, but once you kind of see it for what it really is, it's just a network. So the way how you kind of like work that network is how successful you're going to become. So mm-hmm. I feel like wh- what I have done is I've kind of used my network to kind of leverage um, the I wouldn't say how far I've gotten so far, but I've used the network that I've had on social media to kind of just. Um, 
to just make everything better, like to just mm-hmm. reach people who I wouldn't be able to just touch, you know, here in New York. There's people mm-hmm. who follow me from like all, literally all around the world. And I would not have been able to do that just being here in New York. Yeah. So you're saying that with social media, the platforms that you use between Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. and your website and YouTube and mm-hmm. SoundCloud, yeah. you're reaching a larger audience than you would if you were trying to network with somebody in right. person. Yeah. 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 Funny story, though. I put out this thing on my social media for season two, and I was like, any one of my followers know anybody that should be a guest for season two? And he slid in the comments, and he slid in the DMs. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Me. That's what I said. Me. So, like, that's the power of social media. Like, yeah. even on my end, I'm putting it out there, but then on his end, he's using it and scouring it and saying, all right, this is a opportunity for me to really like showcase my brand and my abilities which I have a lot of respect for so of everything that you've done since you were younger and you were like how is this guy getting all these girls Mm -hmm. let me figure out you know how I can do that too and I know I can out sing him to basically going to college being on tours and being on stages to after college establishing your personal career to establishing these business ventures that you have what is one piece of advice just one piece of advice that you would give yourself on a post-it note on your desk um Right now? Yeah. Execute. Mm. Tell um, us about that. I felt like during most of my time in, like, college or even before college, I was really focused on, um, like, brainstorming. I was focusing on getting the idea right. I was focusing on, um, you know, all of these things that are, like, not that, – that don't involve – it was everything but – the execution of it so i would write out these big major plans Mm -hmm. and then at the end of the day i end up never doing it so Mm. um for me personally my mantra the thing that i'm kind of like adopting is just execute you know just get it out there and then you can kind of you know work it out afterwards you know like there's an analogy like you you um you jump off the jump off the bridge and then build the plane on the way down so Mm. Um, as opposed to building the plane while you're on and then and then taking off because that can take forever. Yeah, so, it's like the Lego movie. Right. I've never seen that. But <laughs> <laughs> never seen that. <laughs> you got to watch it, like the Lego movie. I don't, I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to make it. <laughs> I'm being honest. It's really good. He That's what he does, the little Lego guy, because he's trying to be a master builder. Okay. All right. <laughs> Whatever. Animated movies are cool, guys. There's not an age limit, Okay. No age limit. <laughs> okay. But if it's his analogy, so everybody, Netflix, you know, or, you know, however you receive your content for movies, Hulu, whatever, Lego movie. And you guys will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, yes, I do, I do agree. Just leap. Right. Right. Essentially, right. just do it. Right. Yeah, that's something that I'm implementing now. Yeah. And it's taken me a while to do that because I've always felt like, all right. It has to be perfect. Right. Like, right. I'm really particular. Even the setup for this room is right. like, you can't come into the studio <laughs> until <laughs> you have your water, your champagne, the coasters, the napkins. Like, it's an experience I'm trying to create here. So, right. Like, and I respect that. I do respect it. But I, what it was doing was hindering me because I have this notebook full of all these ideas, but mm-hmm. no execution. Right. Until right. 2018, when I was like, you know what? 
F it. Right. Let's just start executing. Right. So I think that's a good message for everyone out there that's listening when it comes to anything that you have in your mind. Write it down first, mm-hmm. but then take that next step and just do it. Just execute on it. Right. Because right. either you're going to succeed or you're going to learn a better way right. to succeed. Right. Because that's the way I look at failure. Right. 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 It's just a right. redirection. Right. Yeah. All right. So we've come to the part where we're doing the speed round. And just the FYI, like we in the studio and we sweating. Right. We we are sweating. Right. It is hot, but it's okay because we're having fun. Of course. <laughs> so this is the speed round. What I'm going to do is ask you a few questions, mm-hmm. and then you just whatever comes to mind. Point two seconds, right? However long you need. <laughs> I've had some people. I'm just like, all right, you all right. We still waiting, but I got you. It's, it's just however you interpret the question as well. Okay. Okay? You ready? Excited. All right. What gets you out of bed? Creativity. Favorite band, artist, or group? That's a tough one. I'm going to have to say Tank and Drew Hill. Yes. Which Drew Hill? Like the original? Original Drew Hill, not the new Drew Hill. Okay, perfect. The five they don't count. steps. Right, okay. right, right. The Got new drill doesn't count. Um, favorite drink? Ooh. Hennessy. Hennessy, really? Yes. Hennessy? I, I don't like it, but uh, it's just, it's a drink. I, to be honest, I don't like any alcohol, but. Yeah? Hennessy? Yeah, if I had to choose a, a drink to only drink forever. If it, if I have to get specific, white Hennessy. White Hennessy, the pure white yes. Hennessy. Yes. Nice. All right. Role models. Mm. Oh, man. There's so many. I, I can say my mom um, for just having the, the patience, the, the power, the resilience to just raise all of all of her kids the way she did. Um, for all of them to still be, you know, here and thriving is, is an amazing thing. Um, people who I don't know, um, Michael Jordan, I admire his resilience. I also admire his competitive nature. Mm-hmm. Um and I, to be honest, I have a little bit of that inside of me. Uh, the list just goes on, but those are the those are the, the those two are the main. Yeah, those are the main two. My mom and Michael Jordan. I can, I can dig that. Luxury item. Mm. Uh, I. Anything Apple. Let's just say that. Anything Apple. Anything Apple. So the whole brand. The whole brand, all of it. Okay. <laughs> Even when Steve Jobs left. Yes. Even yes. when he came back. All of it. All of it. Okay. All of it. Nice. Favorite food? Mm. Pizza. Any particular type? I like them all. Okay. <laughs> Favorite country to visit? Jamaica. I'm from Jamaica, so I, oh, okay. I don't. I love. I love going there. So you didn't have like the the typical pressures to do something that was like engineering based or not really. Or a doctor, lawyer. Not really. My father, he was a creative, so mm-hmm. he just pushed creativity. So okay. I think that was. I think a lot of that also just stems from what uh, is in the household as well too. Like if if that is what your household is, if your household is creativity, obviously they're going to push that. But yeah. If it's like more so like education based. 
or 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 lack of education or yeah lack of education due to or yeah lack of education with them wanting to um wanting their kids to be better than them then obviously they're going to push education you know tenfold you know okay got it yeah because that was a big thing for season one Mm -hmm. everybody was like no my parents wanted me to do x y and z but i wanted to do something creative right so that's cool that's kudos to your parents for allowing you to just blossom and grow in your creativity all right best way to give back Mm. creativity just and as broad as that sounds i think for me, the best way to give back is to just give back my creativity, whether that's me uh, sharing the things that I've learned in the past or just by me singing and making someone smile. So, nice. Retirement place. Either the Bronx or Jamaica. The Bronx? Really? You yes. retired? You, I love that's the Bronx. That's some real love. I love man. the Bronx. That's awesome. I love the Bronx so much. That is awesome. I think you're the one of the few people that have chosen their hometowns. I know. That's awesome. I would not retire in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> like I was just thinking about that. Like, dang, would I go back and just retire? I go back to help out, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I would retire there. But that's that's kudos to you. Cartoon. Favorite cartoon. Cartoon. Whatever comes mm. to mind. Darkwing Duck. Oh, he was fly. Yeah. Yeah, with his purple cape. <laughs> right. <laughs> Drama. Mm. The first thing I thought of was uh, Law and Order. I don't know why. but <laughs> That's because they play that all the time in New York. I, I, it might be just everywhere, but I've been here for so long, I forget what TV is like in other places. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, they play that twenty four seven. It's like yeah. USA. Yeah. And then on some local station, like, yeah. I had to stop watching it when I moved to New York. Why? Because a lot of it is based in New York. Oh yeah. 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 And it's a lot of stories that happen in New York too. So it's just like Yeah. Like, I I read the story in the news. Like it's it's <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It's drama. It's drama. That's what it is. It's drama. Yeah, but it's it's good. It's good drama. Yeah, I, can, I watch it now because I've been here for five years, so right. I got it now. Like, right. I know how to like walk the streets. You know, I feel like a, a semi-New Yorker. All right, comedy. <sighs> Martin. Martin. Yes. Very good. Which character was your favorite character that he played? Mm. I really enjoyed just Martin. Oh, he, okay. I, I enjoyed the other characters too. Um, I really enjoyed Jerome, but I really, really just enjoyed Martin. Just his antics. Just he didn't even <laughs> have to play none of the other characters. Just his antics alone is just like. I yes. Loved All right. Last question. What is happiness? Freedom. Mm. Explain that a little bit so that people can understand what you mean by that. Freedom. Uh, my my definition of freedom is just being able to do whatever you want comfortably. Mm. I like that. That's pretty much it. I like that a lot. Is there anything that you would like the listeners to know? Uh, the one thing that I will say to the listeners is to never be afraid to bet on yourself. Um, that was one thing that I was extremely scared of. Um, and it still is something that I'm still, uh, dealing with, but I think 
once you start to understand like who you are and what you're capable of, you can do anything. So bet on yourself, get all the skills that you need to get and just do, do what you want to do. I like that better in yourself and do what you have to do. Right. And you've been one, and you're considered a disruptor for the show, but you've been one that has really, like, taken your whole passion to a whole nother level. Yeah. Right? With all of your companies and your focus. Like, you even have your own hashtag. Yeah. Let the people know what your hashtag is. So <laughs> can I can sing for you? Can I sing for you? Yes. yes. <laughs> and, like... Like, like I hope people, and I know this because I saw a lot of people do it for season one, Mm -hmm. is they start following the people that are featured on the show. I really hope they follow you and listen to some of your music, especially your song, No Reason. Yes, yes, yes. That is a beautiful song that you wrote. Um, One of my faves from what I've listened to. So, yes. All right. So I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you for... um, for connecting with me on right. Instagram. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, let the people know how they can get in contact with you and how they can like connect with you. Okay. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at the R&B student, which is T-H-E-R, the letter N, the letter B, student, S-T-U-D-E-N-T. Um, you can also check me out on my website, which is winstonwardmusic.com. You can also follow my record label um, on Instagram, which is at the university, T-H-E-U-N-I-V-E-R-X-I-T-Y. Um, you can also check out my webs my, my, you can check out my label's website, which is theuniversity.com. Nice. I appreciate you being on the show and thank you. Thank you. Thank you to our sponsor for season two. Punto Space, the contemporary raw space combines capacity with intimacy. Four distinct spaces on three levels encompass more than 3,500 square feet. Custom configurations, a state-of-the-art audio-visual system, and full-service support provide endless possibilities for realizing your creative vision. Thank you for joining the conversation. To learn more about Currency Shift, go to currencyshiftnow.com. If you feel as though you fit the criteria as the first, the only, or the disruptive, send us an email, info at currencyshiftnow.com. Until next time, keep pushing, stay motivated, and stay encouraged.